Look at talk. Brand new episode starts now. Welcome, one. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your man Victor. This is the Look at Talk podcast, and it starts right now, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the fourth quarter of the Look at Talk season. As it stands right now, there are only four episodes left in season four of Look at Talk. But I hope y'all get the, get the liquor ready, get everything poured up, because we're gonna be talking some bombs. We dropping bombs, we dropping downs, we dropping everything. These next next push, it's the final push. Joining us today, podcasting out of New York, she's the host of the Notorious Moms Podcast. It's Tania. Welcome to Look and Talk, and thank you for having me on your podcast. By the way, <laughs> yes, it was a pleasure. I had such a good time. We had a good talk. Yes, yes. Um, tell the people a little bit about your podcast, the Notorious Moms Podcast. So my name is Tanya. I'm the host and founder and creator of Notorious Moms the Podcast. Um, it started a little bit before the pandemic. And so I started it. The idea came about before the pandemic and then the pandemic happened. And then that's when I actually, my thoughts and episodes started coming to fruition because I actually had the time to do it. Um, so it's Notorious Moms. We talk about motherhood. We talk about all the things that people think and don't say. That's, you know, that's my motto because there's a lot of things that we want to say that we don't dare to say because it may sound wrong or it may sound raw. Or it may sound too raunchy, um, but I say what I got to say and you know, that's about it. Talk about relationships. We talk about a little bit of everything. Respect. Respect. You definitely got to say what it is. You definitely keep what it is. Um, now, I know you're a mom and all, but you know, this month Father's Day is coming up. So yes. any messages for the dads out there. Shout wow. out to all the, the dads, the active fathers, um, the fathers that are there and the fathers that are continue to trying to be good fathers. I wish y'all all the best on Father's Day. That's real. That's real. None but the best here for all the men that are stepping up and are are doing what they need to do as the dad and which is taking care of home yes. in spite of everything. So shout out to all the men out there this month during Father's Day. Now getting back to your podcast, what made you deciding that, that now was the time to go ahead and start a podcast because you came in during this podcast boom it feels like everybody has a podcast yes sorry that was my daughter she's having a little fit um so i don't know i think that was like the best thing to do like you know it it just came about and i felt like that bubble was starting and it was like it was a time to be creative like I've always been into entertaining and I've always been into like making people laugh. I sing, I dance, I'm the life of the party. And then, you know, the podcast thing came out because it's like, all right, how am I going to reach people? How am I going to talk to people? How am I going to get in contact with people during a pandemic um, when we couldn't even be in the same spaces? So at first, like I had like my friends over and, you know, that kind of thing. And then I figured this out and I was like, oh, I could do this. Mm, that's real. That's so real. So what's something you wish you would have known about podcasting before you got started? Oh my God. Something that I wish I would have known that, um, it was going to be a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, even though anything that you want to do is a lot of work, you know, um, but it's a lot of work being creative. You know, people think that, you know, you could just put things together, but this takes a lot of work, like, you know, recording and editing. And, you know, I had to figure everything out on my own. Google was my best friend. Um, and at first it was just, it was a struggle because I didn't know exactly what I was doing, what I was going to talk about. And I'm like, oh, are people going to like me? Are they going to hate me? You know, I had a lot of that going on. So yes, that it was going to be a lot of work. I wish I would have known that. Yes, it definitely was a lot of work. I definitely agree with you there. And also, what I've learned over the years in podcasting is you're just going to have haters no matter what. You can't make everybody happy. And yeah. if you, you stop what you're doing because one person don't like it, then that tells me everything I need to know about you. And it also tells me why I need to know about your vision. Right. So you really don't believe in your vision if you stop them because one person don't like it. So right. I totally agree with you there. So let's let's talk a little about New York because I'm down mm -hmm. here in Florida and I'm in a state where New Yorkers know they love to come. It's like nobody loves New York more than somebody not in New York. Like they could be in a different state like California or Texas and they'll still be raving about New York. I'm like, 
Where does that come from? So I was born and raised in New York. I was born and raised in um, East New York. And then I currently live in Queens. But I think the best thing about New York is that, you know, we open 24-7. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, you want to go get a sandwich, you could go to the corner bodega. You get yourself a chopped cheese. My New Yorkers know about chopped cheeses. Um, and the fact that even knowing, even if you don't want to go out at like two o'clock in the morning, but just the fact to know that it's open, it's available to you, you can go and just do everything with a city that never sleeps. I mean, we are, we active all the time. I see it. I see that. I see y'all active all, all the time, <laughs> but also nobody loves New York more than a person in Florida. They'd be like in New York, this in New York, that some days I'm like, if you don't Why'd you come to Florida. Yes, why are you enjoying this warm weather when you always crying about what New York got, what New York does? I'm like, okay. But exactly. no, I'm like, God damn, but do you but you know be cold during the summer in the wintertime, mm -hmm. right? Oof. That New York winter, I think the fact that I'm getting older, it's affecting me more because the cold, like last winter, it was cold. Like I wish that I could have spent the winter in Florida or somewhere warm. Yes, truly, it was warm. But Florida does have its parts where it's cold, you know, like North yeah. Florida, like I'm talking like Tallahassee, Jacksonville, those parts, yes, those parts, they, they do get cold. But yeah, um, in, in Orlando, going down south between Orlando, Miami, Tampa, man, you would have had a field day, you know. <laughs> yes, because it don't, it gets cold, but it don't get below zero like it does here. Yeah, it don't, yeah, oof, yeah, gets, I don't know. It gets the temperature here gets cold, cold. Yes, it does. It does. And that's why a lot of, I look at y'all New Yorkers like, oh, crazy. Some of y'all be looking at us Floridians when we get cold. They're like, oh, this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing, though. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I tell my dad that all the time. It's like 50 degrees out there. And he's like, I'm freezing. And I'm like, no, that's like summer here for us. That 50 degree weather, you come down to New York January or February, it's like 13, 10 degrees, 15 degrees. That's cold. Yes, that is cold. So, which is why all them people that be celebrating New Year's in New York, I be looking at them like they crazy. I'm like, y'all really gonna go outside just to watch a goddamn ball drop, and it's about twenty, about ten degrees outside. Yep. Can I tell you, I've lived here all my life, and I haven't been there one time. I have never what? been to Times Square and seen the ball drop. Nope. Ain't doing it. It's just too much. Yeah, wow. Um, Y'all heard it right here on Look and Talk. A native New Yorker who doesn't even go to watch nope. the damn ball drop. <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> sure wow. don't. That's that's amazing. So is it true in New York that the best food, best food from the best bodegas come from the ones that they don't speak no English? Because I had somebody on by episode, I think it was 84 or 85 of Look and Talk. The person's in med school now, but they were like, this chick, she was just like, the best food comes from the bodegas where they don't speak no English. Is that necessarily true? Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Because, like, the bodegas by me, they all speak English. Um, but we have, like, I think the best foods come from all of them. You know, we have some that you don't want to go into because they're not really that clean. You know what I mean? The ones that got the cats in the back, you don't go to those to buy food. That is another. They got cats in the back. Mm -hmm. Cats in the backs on the bread and everything. Like what? What, what, what the animals doing in there? <laughs> why? Why are the animals well, in there? Well, I'm gonna say that the cats are there for the mice. That's why usually the bodegas would have the cats in the store because of the mice. But you know, you don't want to go into those because it's just nasty. Yes, that is nasty. But I don't know about the English speaking thing. You got me on the eye. <laughs> Oh, I ain't wow. never heard of that. <laughs> I stumped in New York. I was not expecting that. <laughs> mm -mm. No, sir. No, because I know down in Miami they have some that um they don't speak any English and stuff, and so so it is. But the food do be busting though. So if I, I have to yes. find somebody in there that speak English, but the food do be busting. But yes. And the one thing I can respect is about sports is New Yorkers know they have some pride about their teams. Even though some of their teams uh, are trash. I'm oh like, God. they still go hard for them. I, I respect it, though. Any Anybody that's a sports like, I don't like sports. I'm not into sports, but I know a lot of people, you know, football season comes. New York Giants, the New York Jets, 
the New York Mets, the New York Yankees, you know, those are the baseball teams and the, fo the football teams are the Jets and the Giants and then the Yankees and the Mets are baseball. Right. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not a sports fan. I don't. Um, you, know, you ain't the only one. I know plenty of people that aren't sports fans, but New Yorkers, they be going to talk about the Knicks and stuff. The Knicks are going to be, I'm like, oh, yeah, that would sound Knicks. worse than the damn Cowboys fans. The Goodness. Knicks, the Nets. I don't know. I, I ain't with it. I ain't with it. So I don't know nothing about it. But we do. We go hard though. We rep hard for our New York teams. The people who do baseball. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And also I because I be seeing that Yankee hat everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you see it a lot in Florida too. Yes, yes. We see it all the damn time. Whenever a New York team comes to Florida, all the damn New Yorkers come out. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yes, that is us. That is us. Gotta love it, though, you know what I'm saying? I, I wish my Floridian fans would do better, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, we, we getting there, you know. We, One we day. One day, someday. Someday, someday. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. We got the <laughs> beautiful Tania here from the Notorious Moms podcast. So what's your liquor of choice? What you like to sip on? Oh, so <clears throat> way back when I used to like Hennessy. Ooh, long time ago hello. and then i i drank Duce for a little while um but now i'm more into like tequila tequila is like my favorite drink of choice now mm. a very very good margarita i will always go before anything a lot of people don't like it because it's sweet or whatever some people drink you know tequila straight but i like it i like to drink it either straight or in a margarita preferably in a margarita though Agreed, agreed. Um, I do like tequila as well. Um, I've my friends down here they got me to uh, mix it with a seltzer, like a like a Bud Light hard seltzer. Oh yeah, Shit, it does go kind of hard. It's good. It be hitting. It be hitting, but I'd much, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'd much rather have a. I'd like to have a frozen margarita. I don't know about you, but I like yes, frozen I like them frozen it, too. It be hot in Florida, so mm -hmm. a nice frozen margarita will cool you right on down. So. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Love that. And I'm not I'm not gonna advertise no brands of tequila because they ain't paying your boy yet. No. So when they do, then we will talk about the brands of tequila that are out. I there. agree. I yeah. agree. So getting back to your podcast of all of your episodes, which one was which which episode can you look back? You said, damn, this is at that point you want to keep going with it because everybody does like a few episodes to start off with, you know, just to get their feet wet. But then at some point they have that one episode where it's like, I can really keep doing this shit. So what episode <laughs> what, what episode was that for you? Oh, gosh. I have a few. Um, so I think, honestly, and I know this is like, you know, um, I think the episode that I did when I was talking about like the COVID vaccine, that episode, a lot of people listened to. So when I saw the, like when I saw the ratings and like the insights and stuff, I was like, wow, people are really interested. I think it was because of the time and because of everything that was going on. So that was the episode that told me, all right, people are listening. So maybe these are topics that need to be discussed, you know, going further. Um, even though I didn't do another, I just did one COVID episode, but after that I started like dibbling and dabbing in different kind of topics. Um, the last, the last one I did was with, um, Leslie, she was the po body positive model. Um, and that episode was really dope. So Yeah. That's real. That's real. You definitely got a lot of dope episodes. I definitely was definitely was checking you out before. Um, I be trying. It's it's yeah. hard though because it's like you know sometimes you got to sit here and be like, okay, what do the people want to listen to, right? Because it's like some people, you know, and that's why I told you um on my last episode, like when when um you were on my show, it's like people have a really short attention span, and if you don't grab them in the beginning, then they'll just stop listening too. So I'm I try to keep it, you know, so that people want to listen. Um, but it's hard. Like, you know, some days I'm like, damn, what I'm going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? What are the people interested in these days? Because you got to you gotta just grab them. If you don't grab them, then you fucked up. Yes. Oh, I could curse, right? You, you good. You good. <laughs> you good. Listen, I definitely tell people that all the time, yes, you can cuss because I cuss on here all the time. Like, you mad enough and I'll, you'll hear F-bombs like it's no matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had, I'll admit, I had to get better and not cuss on all that. I still cuss. It's okay to cuss, but 
It ain't fun having your mom telling you, son, you're cussing so much. I had to turn the episode off because uh, it was my ears were bleeding. I'm like, mama, your ears are not bleeding. You're just making that up. You know, I try to I try to go with like my guest. So if I have a guest that I, you know, the vibe is very like um, kind of on the wholesome because I've, I've done episodes with people that don't really curse a lot. And I've been on someone's show that she was more wholesome. And I didn't curse. Like, I refrained myself from being vulgar. Um, but I do. I cuss like a sailor. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get better at it. Because I do. I curse a lot. I mean, that's life. I mean, that's life. We we all cuss a lot because of life and dealing yes. with life. It's the... Now, shifting gears. Now, being a mom podcaster, what do you want people, what's a misconception about moms that you just want people to stop, just stop with this notion? A misconception about moms. Because oh, it's like we all have our thoughts about what are moms and this and that, you know. So, okay, like. It's a lot of misconceptions about mom. Like, I see a lot of things on Instagram, and I think that it is wonderful. You know, I love my children. I'm very nurturing. I am very, like, lovey-dovey with my children. But, you know, sometimes your kids, and I say this a lot on my podcast, they are assholes. So it's like, I want people (laughs) to realize that moms are human beings, and we don't have to be loving all the time like we don't have to be nurturing all the time it's okay to get frustrated it is okay to think that your kids are jerks because sometimes we don't want to say that out loud but we thinking in our head because these kids will really take us to the next level they really will i have i have a 17 year old and i have an almost three-year-old and my three-year-old toddler i love her she's so sweet but let me tell you she is testing the waters. Mm. And some days I'm just like, Lord, take the wheel. <laughs> but uh, hold on. Does the three-year-old remind you of you? Yes. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I posted, I think it was yesterday was my sister's birthday. And I posted a picture of me with this little side ponytail. Because apparently I was like a little terror when I was little. I was... You know, I, I did things I shouldn't have done. I was, I was bad. I was bad. I'm gonna just say that. I know we don't like to say that, but I was just bad. So I think my toddler is, um, she's showing these signs. And every time she does something, I'm just like, oh yeah, that's me, right there, all me. <laughs> Do you ever? Does it make you just say, want to dial your mom and be like, um, mom, I'm sorry when I was like this, you know, I'm like, that's what I told my sister. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sorry because I was very attached to my sister. Her and I were like nine years apart. So she had to like really tackle. I was like the tag along everywhere she went. I wanted to go and I would throw tantrums and all types of nonsense. So I did. I always apologize to her whenever I get a chance. I'm like, I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry that I gave you all that side ponytail attitude because it was just bad. Damn, I can only imagine what it would have been like for me if I had to grow up my sisters because I didn't meet my sisters until I was grown, you know. So, okay, I could only imagine what me and my sister, when I'm close, we joke about a lot. I could only imagine what we'd be like if we actually grew up Mm. running around like crazy. I bet. Yes, running around like crazy. <laughs> now, what? Now, I've done podcasts with plenty of mom podcasters. Now, what have you learned from the other mom podcasters you've also listened to or have on, have had on your podcast? So, I've learned from different mom podcasts. Is one thing that I've really learned um, by listening to other moms' podcasts, is, and like you know, by my own podcast, is like we have to us as moms, we have to give ourselves grace. We have to be okay with some mistakes that we make. You know, we don't have to be perfect. Um, sometimes I think that's that's a thing that also people think of us as well as that because we're moms, everything has to be a certain way. Everything has to be um, done a certain way. And people will look at you if you do certain things um, differently. But one thing that I have learned is that, like to give myself grace and to be, you know, and give other moms grace as well and not be so judgy. Because that's another thing. Moms judge a lot. It's a fact. 
We yes, always do. judge. We be talking about other people's kids, about how we wouldn't do this, that, and the third, but we shouldn't do that. Oh, yes. Moms are judging because you bring home the wrong girl to your mom. Yeah, moms are definitely going to be judging. You'd be like, who raised you? Who also, raised you? Also, you have the wrong moms on, wrong people on your podcast. Mama going to be judging. If y'all mamas are listening, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all mamas, some of y'all mamas out there, y'all know y'all what I'm talking about. So I don't know if you told your mom about notorious moms, but you know, your mom, mom couldn't be a harsh critic, but you understand where it's coming from. Very true. Absolutely. <laughs> if you anything, if y'all had anything like my mom, you know, so and also siblings can be judgy as well. Some siblings. Yes, yes, indeed. Very true. But it's all, it's all about navigating this stuff, you know. So, but ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Don't touch that dial and please subscribe everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Because we only going, it's only up from here, y'all. Yes. So, going back to one of your podcasts where you talked about the body, right? Um, why do you think people don't love the bodies they're in? Because I'll be seeing all these surgeries mm. and stuff, and I'll be like, motherfucker, are you serious? <laughs> but then now somebody had to put me on game, which was shout out to the crew from the, the Hot Spot Lounge podcast. I had them on, like, I think it was episode 224. I had them on. Um, they put me on game about a, a BBL, which they said a BBL is actually natural. It's just a fat transfer. I didn't know that. But the other jobs where people were putting semen in their bodies and stuff, I'd be like, mm. what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, why the hell are you damaging your body for some? short-term fame I, I don't get it so i feel a lot of different ways about it so one thing is that i don't have an issue with plastic surgery i think that if you want to do some things to make your feel better i think go ahead and you know do do what you do but i feel like a lot of people so if we go way back when people were doing plastic surgery from way back in the day but nobody was talking about it because everybody wanted to look natural. You know, if you got your butt done or if you got your lips done or if you had lipo, nobody would say that they did it because they wanted to seem like it was natural. And then I don't know, as the years kept going, um, the years kept passing by, people had doing plastic surgery and it was like it became the OK thing. And then plastic surgery is like, OK, everybody's doing it. Everybody could afford it now. They financing it. You know, people financing booties. Um, people are financing booties. Yes, they are. What the fuck? Yes, they are. What kind of times are we in? They are financing their booties. Mm -hmm. How are y'all paying it back? OnlyFans? I mean, I don't know. But they financing it or they going to different countries and getting it done. And um, I don't know if it's because people feel bad about themselves or they want to look a certain way. But I feel like as women... It's a lot of, we get a lot of pressure from men because some men like certain body types. You know what I mean? So especially I feel like single women, some single women, you know, want to be more appealing to a certain kind of man. So that's why they do plastic surgery. Others, I think it may be like a self-esteem issue. They don't like how they look, so they want to look different. Um, But I don't know. I personally, I don't know if I would ever do any plastic surgery on myself only because I don't like pain and it's a lot of pain. It's a lot of recovery. I mean, and a lot of women, they look amazing. Um, but I don't think I could do all of that. That's just, that's yeah. just me. I don't know yet. Cause I, I ain't got the money to do no plastic surgery, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know who knows. Maybe if I get rich, I'll do a little lipo, but I don't know if I want to like change my face. Cause I like my face. Yeah, you got a pretty face, you know. Thank so, you. So. <laughs> I like my face. Maybe yeah. my body get a little nip tuck or, you know, a little suck suck. I don't know. But I don't need a BBL because I got a big booty. <laughs> and, you know, I would just want to get rid of my gut. I think we all would like to get rid of our gut. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think the gut is the thing that people have an issue with the most. Yeah. But you know what? You know what my thing is about this plastic surgery is, is you got to do it for yourself. You can't do it for no man because guess yeah. what? The man you think you're gonna do it for, that man might cheat on might cheat on you with an ugly chick. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Let's yeah. just be honest. They might cheat on somebody ten to they might get somebody ten times uglier than you. So yeah. you gotta for just sure. do it for you. 
and hopefully you attract the man that you need, not the man right. that you want. You always got to go for the man that you need because we always get what we want. But guess what? What we want might not be what we need. And it'll show that because guess what? The thing we think we want, guess what? That person is going to find a way to let you down. So I would not be, I would stress to people, if you're going to get done, do it for you. Don't be doing it for, you know what I'm saying, for some man to attract some man because also, you might you might come across to what you need. They might come in a form you might not even recognize, or mm-hmm. a form in that's outside of your comfort zone. So, right. that's my advice to people if they want to get the surgery done. And also, you can just go to the gym, but nobody want to hear that though. You know? Yeah, going to the gym is hard. Let me tell you, I started going to the gym. Me and my friend, we did it for like three days straight, and I was like, oh, I'm just so tired because I was getting up at like four thirty in the morning, working out for like an hour, and then going. It's a lot. It's easier to just do it the other way than because working out is hard as hell. Eating right, it's hard as hell. So some people just rather take the easy way out. Yes, yes, but what's easy doesn't always last long because I've seen stories about where people done got them surgeries done. Well, not necessarily the BBLs, but the other surgeries (laughs) where they're injecting shit in your body. You don't know what the fuck they're putting in your body. And then Mm -hmm. years later, you're in a wheelchair or you have health complications. And also, don't you know that you got to go back every couple of years to go um, to get it like a touch up? Yeah, yeah. touch ups, you know, a lot yeah. of people were a lot of people were having a lot of complications because they were doing like people were getting like flat, flat fixed in their asses. Like, you know, the things to, to fix tires. That was a thing yeah. in the 90s. There was a lady that was doing it like in a hotel room. Strippers what? and everybody. Yeah, I'm a. Offline, I'm going to tell you where to look up that story because I saw it the other day. Yeah, she had a clientele and she was like injecting silicone and this other lady was like doing flat, flat, you know, flat fix, mm-hmm. cement, um, all types of things. And a lot of women were having a lot of complications. Yes. And, and, that's, and that's my thing. It's like, I don't want these people to be looking up and having these complications because I guarantee you, a lot of those people, when they get up there in age, get up to be our grandparents' age. Your ass going like, to be sagging. <laughs> you're going to be, be wrinkling or you're going to be wrinkly and your butt is just going to be so up high. People are going to be like, well, damn. The butt done fell apart and stuff and, and you're not going to be looking all that good. But if you look at some of the women that have aged gracefully, yes. but they have not had, you can tell they have not been to the doctor no. or nothing, you know, Mm-mm. they age fine like wine, you mm-hmm. know, just let that be, the beauty's going to come to you. You just got to do it naturally yes. instead of going to the damn doctor. But if you must go to the doctor, please know all the side effects and know all the And find a good, a good surgeon. Please sure. do. Because I've seen some of them damn jobs. I'm like, you just wasted fifteen or sixteen hundred dollars on that. Mm, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, I've, like, I've seen some pictures and it's it's not good. And also for you ladies, if you're trying to attract us men, yeah, that's not gonna attract us. Uh-uh. Mm, mm. I, I don't know. I don't I think only the only men that might like that is men who aren't in their right minds, you know. You think so? Probably. because uh, you know, <laughs> Because that just shit don't look attractive. You could probably tell it's fake, you know? Yeah. But, you know, fake is the new, fake is the new real. Yeah, unfortunately. And for the times we live in, yeah, fake is definitely the new real. But mm-hmm. but, we, but we would prefer real. And also, stop giving a fuck what men think, you know what I'm saying? Because you Agreed. don't waste all this money on a for trying to impress a man when... That man is, like I said, not the one for you. Or he probably got five or six other men trying to got the same thing. Or he might just be, you might just be his side piece. Yep. Agreed. (laughs) So please, ladies, if you must, do it for you and go to a right surgeon. Mm -hmm. And to my men out there, I know there's some men that do it. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Men do it, too. I'm like... Who the hell are you trying to impress? They do it too. <laughs> I've seen men that do it. I'll I just be like, seriously, bro. Seriously? You got to say whatever floats your boat. I mean, because I've seen men do it too. And it's just like, it's a bit startling. You know, it's more, it's more common in women, but men definitely do it too. Plastic surgery for men 
it's also a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. If it's something natural I can get done, maybe, but I don't know about, you know, that plastic surgery done, you know. Yeah. If, if it's something natural that you can fix, then okay, but right. nah, I'm, I'm thinking about the long-term ramifications, you know. You don't want to look like Michael Jackson? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to Michael. Yes, R.I.P. to Michael. I don't want to look like him, you know, so I, I wish I had the moves, I had the voice like him, you know, said to make music, but I ain't trying to look like a damn ghost <laughs> when I get to be his age. Nah. <clears throat> Nah, I, I like my blackness. I like my I like being melanated, yes. you know what I'm saying? I, I want the world to know I'm melanated, you know. Yes. Because you can get all that shit done, and but the world will still know you are black. Oh, yeah, that's a fact too. They will still know, recognize you as a black person. Yep. That is a fact. That's definitely a fact. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Go ahead, tell a friend to subscribe. And they tell a friend to subscribe. Let's run these numbers up because we are taking over for the 22 and the 2023. All right. Now I want to talk to Miss Notorious Mom over here about something very common that we started the conversation on her podcast. So now we're going to try to bring this home a little more. And that's dating a person with kids. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that because it, it's a struggle out here, even for somebody who doesn't have kids. Because sometimes people without kids, and you know, what I'm saying sometimes we can be misunderstood by people with kids. Yeah. So, and sometimes we might not have the patience to deal with somebody with kids. So let's dive into it. Like, why is it always such a struggle to, for dating with a person with kids? Because men and women will go with kids, but men, it's like. I've heard stories from some women that were like, oh, if a man doesn't have, man has a kid, it's automatically a no. But I'm like, but there are plenty of men out here that be willing to give a, a single mom a chance, but these women act like they can't give a man with a child a chance. Like I said, I ain't got no kids, but let's just dive in. So think? I think that I think that it is a little complicated sometimes, and it depends on the person that you're dating. So in my experiences, like I had my son when I was 20. So, you know, I've dated from then to now. And one thing that I always did was I kept my dating life away from my son. um, And I kept my son away from the people that I was dating until I felt like it was getting serious. Because I feel like you don't need to, in my opinion, you don't need to like, your kids don't have to know all your business. You know what I mean? Like my son only knows two two people in his life, his whole life, and he's going to be 18 this year. Um, and that was like, that was like a thing for me. I didn't want anybody to get to know my son because what if I wasn't with you next week? Then, you know, the kid has all these, um, you know, hopes of it working out because kids get attached. And I think for me, that was like the main issue. I didn't want my son to get attached to anybody that I didn't think was going to be around. So, and I think a lot of people don't want to date people with kids because of the baby mama drama or the baby daddy drama that comes along with it. Because some people do have that, you know, you're in a relationship with someone, you know, the baby father is an asshole. The baby mom is an asshole is putting you through the ringer. And when you're in a relationship with someone, you kind of go through the same things they go through because you are a unit. So I think that would be the problem and not having patience. Like I have, I have friends that I'm the only one that has like a toddler right now, me and my other friend, but all my friends, their kids are like grown in their teens in their twenties. And I understand that if y'all don't want to go out with me, cause I got to bring my kid. I get that. Cause you know, when your kids are grown, you don't want to be dealing with a toddler running around. I can understand that. Some people don't understand that though. Yeah. And that's where the judginess comes in, but you have to like really understand if your kid is 25 and your friend has a, a, a kid that's three or four years old, you ain't going to want to deal with that. You raised your kids already. I, I feel you. And, and the, at the rate I'm going, I'm probably one of them late bloomers, my damn self. I'm probably right. one of them late bloomers. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and admit it. But the part, uh, and I agree with everything you said about the whole keeping your kids separate. Please, for the sanity of your relationship with your kid and mm-hmm. whoever you're dating, you definitely got to keep them separate yes. unless it gets serious. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we need, because we got to, because you know what I'm saying? Because it's just, 
don't make no sense for the, us to get no one to get attached. They <clears> ask <throat> about you and stuff. You develop on a robot with them. And right. then, of course, it don't work out. Another and it makes thing things noticed, very complicated. Yes, makes things very complicated. Now, another thing that I've heard some women say to men, they're like, oh, if we go out, you need to pay for the babysitter and you need to pay for my son to get some beat. I'm like, is you serious? <laughs> That's your responsibility. When did this become my responsibility? <clears throat> so I have never been a woman like that. Um, and maybe that's why ain't no man ever taking care of me besides my father. Um, but I, you know, when I went on dates, like I didn't expect for, um, anyone to pay for a babysitter, you know, because if I wanted to go on a date, why would I expect the man to pay for the babysitter? Now, some people would say, well, if he's taking you on a date, you know, he should offer, which I do believe like, you know, there should be some, type of like offering, but it's like, if it's your first date or your second date, you should not expect someone to pay for a babysitter for you. It's your kid. You, you should be able to make those arrangements for you to go on your date. Agreed. And, and for the ones that now further down the line, if we get close and we get to know right. each other, you need help. Yeah. I'll step in and help, help you, but not off real, you know? Right. No, but I mean, no. th that's a thing, you know, people, and I say people because both women, both men and both women, they just want to be taken care of. Like, you know, people want to go on dates and it's like, all right, who's paying? You know, I come from an uh, era and I'm not going to say, well, let me say era, but I come from a place where it's like, okay, you know, the man should always pay. But it's like, we have to look at the times. You know what I mean? People are going through things. They struggling. Okay, you don't want to pay for it all. So maybe we could go half and half. Right? I mean, yeah. or, or or is that not a good thing to do? Or am I, sorry, ladies, like, should men just pay for everything all the time? I don't know. Listen, listen, we would have definitely, us men, and you know what, y'all going to, Y'all want y'all, some of y'all y'all gonna say, oh, he broken this, he did. no. <laughs> Why am I about to waste all my money and on you? And guess what? We don't know if it's gonna be a future thing. So it's like, and sometimes we get tired of breaking the bank for people and it don't work out. So right. I definitely think that for the first few days, it should be split. It, it should definitely be everybody pay for themselves. And also it does set the expectations because there are some men out there that think just because you pay for everything, it, it, so it should end up, we end up at the crib and, you know, right. it goes down. So right. some right. men, they really think that way. But me, I just got to the point, I just don't. Sometimes I give a fuck, but then sometimes I just reach a point. I just don't give a fuck. I'm just going to go, have a good time, see what's right. like, see what's up, you know, and just go from there and let the vibes carry me and just see what's what, you know. Right. And I think, I think, like, if the man... Or the woman wants to pay. I mean, honestly, I'm not about to take no dude on no date and pay for everything either. You know what I mean? Because it just it just shouldn't be like that. I think that it should either be split equal or, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, or if you go to multiple spots, be like, hey, I got it on this spot. You get the next spot, you know. So right. Something like that, you know. Because it's a lot for us to be going out with somebody who we might not even know a year later. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be like, who is this? Okay. But, you know, I know a lot of people, too. Like, I know a lot of I've heard of a lot of men like dating women that um, that they paid for everything and they did everything for them. And, you know, they took them on trips and this that, and the third and they treated them like shit. And, you know, it, it, I guess it's just like it's hit or miss. You know what I mean? But these are things that need to be talked about in a relationship like finances is something that needs to be spoken about. You know, yes. we're talking about finances. money. That's what that's one of the things. Yes, finances definitely need to be discussed, and everything needs to be discussed as well. And also, let me give a side note to all you parents out there. Just because you have a kid does not give you right to be an asshole to the people who don't have kids, you know. I'm just, Agreed. I'm just going to say that, you know, because <laughs> I've dealt with some women who are just some straight-up assholes. They were just like, you can't handle a single mom. No, I can't handle somebody who wants to be an asshole who doesn't really understand, don't understand when they're wrong, you know, so... Right. That's, I think I think it's because us people that have kids think that the people that don't have kids don't know and they can't speak 
on it, but it's like, I think it all depends, right? Because you may not have kids, but you got nieces or maybe nephews or cousins or, you know, you've taken care of a kid one time in your life or, you know, yeah. somewhere down the line. So a lot of people like, oh, you know, you can't say anything because you don't have any kids. I don't think that's necessarily true in all, you know, in all scenarios. Yeah, and it's also like you can't look down on a person because they don't have kids. And also, to the people who are in relationships, they say, oh, you can't speak because you ain't been in a relationship. Well, you don't know what somebody's experiences are, you know what I'm saying? Right. You don't know what somebody's been through. You don't know what someone's experiences are. Right. You don't know what they've experienced in their lifetime. So you can't just automatically look down on that. And if that's your mindset, then you might need to reevaluate yourself. Agreed. <laughs> and so what are some other keys that you want to give to the people out here when dating a person with kids? <clears throat> so I think that um, if you do decide to date someone that has children, be patient with their schedule because sometimes, you know, depending on people's support system, they may not have a babysitter all the time. You know, they may not be able to get away all the time. Um, so you kind of have to be a little flexible with your schedule. If you can't be flexible, I don't think you should date someone that has children because a parent's life is not, um, it's very unpredictable. You know what I mean? If you have a kid, let's say you were scheduled to go out on a date and your kid gets sick, you know, then, Hey, date night is going to have to wait. I have to take care of my kid. Um, so flexibility is really one of the things that's important. A lot of patients, um, a single mom's. You know, we go through a lot. We have a lot on our shoulders. And um, what else? Just be nice. Be nice to us. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I understand all that. But listen, but if you have somebody that is doing that for y'all, don't don't take them for granted. Don't treat them like shit. Don't. Yes. Don't don't take <clears throat> them for granted because they they come every they come every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Because if you fuck them over, you might not get them back. You know what I'm saying? Because you may miss out on your opportunity. You never know. Now, if the person is just wrong, if they just wrong, then kick them to the curb. If they're not, they're not fulfilling your needs, you definitely got to kick them to the curb. You know what I'm saying? Get somebody out here that is fulfilling your needs and stuff, that is being patient with you, yep. that is being understanding of you and stuff. And to all my single people who don't have kids, it'll be all right to give somebody a chance. You just never know, you know what I'm saying? Because I've said for years I wouldn't date single moms only because a couple treated me like shit. But in the back of my mind, I said I I was lying to myself. Give it another said, chance. Yeah, I said, let me just <laughs> give another one a chance because, hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? This one's just a bum, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I can't let one punish me, punish one for everybody. So, but overall, it's just... We just got to look out for one another because this dating yeah. pool out here, uh, man, my goodness. It's a hard life out here. Yes, this is a so hard life out here. <laughs> and listen, and if a single mom's going to treat you right and that's what it is, then it is what it is. Try it. You don't know until you try. That's what I say. And if it don't work, it don't work. At least you tried. Listen, that's all you got to say, people. So give the single people a chance. Single moms don't be looking down on men who don't have kids. Single dads get that woman a chance because you never know. If especially if you are single dad and have a little girl, you can't make that girl into a woman, so you gotta vet the Be right helpful. person, also. Yes, y'all gotta yeah. vet the right people because guess what? If you don't vet the right person, you're gonna pay for it when that child gets to be an adult. That's a fact. Because... That is a fact. They will blame you for all things wrong in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, kids have a way of doing that. Yeah, we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, I know because I'm because i guilty, you know, and I'll give my mom her props. She took it on the chest. She she knew she fucked up and she took it on the chest and she understood why I was mad with her. But, hey, she she took it like a G and she understood. But I got to say, to all my people out there that looking for the one in church, man, stop looking for the one in church because they ain't done. Because, <laughs> because, because, you know, my mom told me this and I was like, damn. She, I saw her this past weekend. She told me everybody at the church she was at at the time, all the couples that all got married within that church, they all divorced today. I'm like, what? I don't know. The churches are doing really bad. I would agree, too. Don't be looking for nobody in church. You know, and, and this is something that they say. They say that the worst people be in church. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I mean, I'm just going to say that. Like, you know, shout out to all my church people. I love y'all. But they really do say that the worst people be in church because people try to go to church to mask all their bullshit. And it's like, mm. I am a believer. Like, I don't go to church. I do believe in God. I have my faith. I have a relationship with God. I'm not religious. I'm a spiritual person. I don't need to be in church to have my relationship with God. But I feel like some people use the church as a cover up for their bullshit. For a cover up for the broke bullshit. But they don't know that there are so many ministries and the past all be messy. They all be so damn messy. They all got their bullshit going on. Messy, messy. And guess what? They be up there. The pastor be up there preaching. Meanwhile, you out here cheating on your wife and stuff, but you mm-hmm. up there preaching and stuff. Yeah, right. and I feel like you should, you know, I feel like, and there's a lot of, of churches, you know, that that has happened to. Like, you hear about the pastors and the preachers, and it's like, you know, people have to understand that before someone is a pastor or a preacher, they are still human. And mm. the flesh... The flesh is weak. Yes. So, I mean, you got to you gotta figure that out. Before you start preaching to somebody else, you got to make sure your backyard is nice and clean because you can't be preaching shit and everything is all fucked up. You know what they say? Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Always, always, because you're going to look like a goddamn hypocrite because I remember one time, this preacher I remember I had in college, I heard about his ass all the way in Tampa. I'm like, goddamn. Mm. I, I was in Tallahassee when I went to attending your church, and I hearing about your ass, and I'm all the way in Tampa. I'm like, God damn, you must have really fucked up bad. If I'm hearing about you in Tampa, I'm like, so now I've got to point. I'm like you. I have a, I have a relationship with God. I meditate. Um, yes. So I'm not tapping into that spiritual side. I'm, yes. I'm not about to go sit in somebody's church, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't know what this person got going on. And also, the church be some of the rudest people. They be judgmental. They be some ass. They be some. The biggest assholes are in church. And could you imagine, like, going to a church where someone is, someone is at the pulpit and they're supposed to be preaching the word of God, right? When you're up at the pulpit, at the pulpit, you're supposed to be preaching the word of God. You're supposed to be following the word of God. You're supposed to be following in God's footsteps, right? That's that's what they say. But could you imagine going to a church and it's like, oh, preacher so and so was saying all this on Sunday. And then you find out next week some shady shit like that. That's like, I would be real hurt because it's like, how are you sitting there trying to preach to me about, you know, being holy and being sanctified and doing this when, you know, you over there doing whatever you doing. And also, and also, and also, you know, also, also got to look at the members too. And I'll be like the members that want to try to click up on people and also try to guilt people into being with somebody just to fit in as well. Like, yeah, that too. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Because I bet, like I said, I told him I forgive her, but I bet if my mom could do it again, she would not marry her first husband. <laughs> and because even when she told me that a lot of people got divorced, I said, God damn. So talking about people out there who did have successful marriages in the church, more power to you. Yes. Cheers to you, you know what I'm saying? Cheers but, to you, absolutely. But to the ones who haven't, don't be looking for it in church and stuff. You know, you just got to live life, you know what I'm saying? Damn if you do and damn if you don't. You just have you gotta live how you want to live, whatever makes you happy. I say that all the time. As long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting anybody else in the process, you gotta do what works for you. Always, always gotta do what works for you. Uh, we're about to wrap this thing up, ladies and gentlemen. This is Liquor Talk. So, what's the last piece of advice you want to give to somebody about dating a person with kids? <sighs> My last piece of advice. I would say that if you date someone with kids, try to build a strong foundation with the child. Because obviously, if you are dating someone that is single and have kids, it's because their last relationship didn't work out. So try to be better than the last person. You know, kids are very impressionable, especially when they're young. You know, they are... They're like sponges. They take in everything that we do. They watch us very closely. So just try to be that positive influence in that child's life. 
Yes. And also my last advice to dating somebody without kids. Listen, if you're going on a date, don't spend half the date talking about your kids. Talk about you. Talk about your ambitions. Yeah. Sell yourself to this person. Because at the end of the day, this person is not dating you for the kids. They are dating for you. So mm-hmm. sell yourself. Sell your that person on why you need to be a part of their life. You know what I'm saying? Why you need to be in their vision. Don't be right. talking about what your kids like to do and stuff. Don't be so <laughs> ambitious about, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm about to get my daughter. I'm about to get this. I'll get you happy. But goddamn, you're on a date. Talk about <laughs> you. Talk, get to know me. Let's get to know one another. But can I tell you something real quick? I know we're about to wrap it up. But you know, parents do that too. Like people that are married and they go on date night, all they do is talk about the kids. It's just, it's like a natural thing. But I understand what you're saying. And I agree with you. Keep the kids out of the conversation. Yes, and to all the couples that do that, man, find something interesting to talk about. You got to relearn your partner. It's sad the pandemic had to happen for a lot of couples to relearn each other. I'm like, yes, I, I heard them stories. I'm like, what? Definitely well, relearning with this person. You don't know she had to relearn them. Yeah, that's a fact. That is crazy. Now tell the people what you got planned for the year for the uh, remainder of 2022. Oh God, I am. I have so many good things coming up. Um, I have an event in August. Um, it's called Inspire and Empower with Notorious Moms. So you can check that out. That is on my website, notoriousmomsthepodcast.com. Um, I don't know. I hope there's beautiful things in my future. I am trying to manifest positivity, manifest abundance, and just I'm just trying to chill. But I want good things. I'm I'm welcoming all the good things. Um, but that is, that's one thing that is happening in August and it's for sure. It's August 6th. Um, get your tickets. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Get your tickets if you're in the New York area. All right, Cynthia, my last question for you is why do people need to subscribe and tap in with the Notorious Moms podcast? Because I'm the motherfucking bomb. That's why y'all need to go subscribe, like, comment, share, save. Why? Because I'm me and I'm Notorious Moms and I, I got what you need. Yes, you that's do. why <laughs> you damn sure do. You definitely did. I want to thank you, Tania, for blessing the look at with your presence. And I want to thank, thank you, you. for on your podcast as well. Yes. Um, I can't wait for that episode to drop. It'll drop real Monday. Soon. Yes, that episode is dropping Monday. And ladies and gentlemen, so you're gonna get a double dose of the both of us working together. So <laughs> yes. you might want to tap in. But if you feel the need to want to have me on your podcast again, like I tell everybody, I might be in Florida, but I'm just one DM away. So hey. holla at me when you're ready. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure and a great combo. Yes, yes, it was. Y'all go follow the notorious moms ever on all social media platforms. And remember to follow and, and subscribe to Look Talk Podcast wherever you get your um podcast hit. And also remember to tap in with Look Talk everywhere. And thank you to listeners, because y'all are the reason that season four is great. I want to thank everybody for tapping yes. in, whether you're tapped in on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast set. Until the next episode, y'all. Remember to pour it up and be easy. This has been Liquor Talk. We out this motherfucker. Good night, y'all. Good night. Night.